With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to Space Floor NBA Podcast. My name is Connor Gillen. And I'm Connor Flannery. This is our 38th official episode. Today, we're going to the Western Conference for our, I guess you call it, power rankings. But it's really just kind of projecting who will win the most games, who will lose the most games, and see how it stacks out in terms of seeding. And if you if you missed our last episode, go and check that out. We did the same thing with the Eastern Conference. It's really good. I wear a LeBron jersey when we're talking about the when we're talking <laughs> about the East. I'm wearing a Giannis shirt when we're talking about the West. It makes sense. Trust me. Don't worry about it. Yeah. All right. I guess, I guess we'll just get into it. Yeah. This was so much harder than the East. For sure. For sure. Like, I, we both we both sat down to record notes in front of us. <laughs> It and we're like, making last second changes. To yeah, the list. I, I made a sec- I made a change like thirty seconds before we hit, we hit record. We were we had these lists ready before we before we did the Eastern Conference episodes, and so now a week later, just in like our own minds, yeah. we have time to like think and criticize. With, because nothing thoughts. has changed yeah. in the league. But yeah, but we're already like flipping spots. Yeah, and stuff. But that I just shows. I still look at my list and I'm just like, uh, like how can I justify this? Wrong. No matter no like, matter what order you had in front of you, you would still yeah. be. You'd still be questioning yourself. That's how that's how tight the West is. Whereas like, the East, you can feel pretty confident in yourself, and that whatever you say is gonna be mostly accurate. Yeah. The West, it's like someone who's team. three on another person's list can be like seven. Yeah, and and, and the and it's not totally blasphemous to have them that low. Yeah, high, you it's know? not. No. All right, but let's but let's get right into it. Um, starting number with the eight, eight seed, we have two honorable mentions. Also, we'll probably get into those later. Talking about the eight seed first, you go. I got the Sacramento Kings, last year's nine seed. Your favorite word from last week, the Eastern Conference Power Rankings video, was internal improvement. Um, <laughs> and two words. I don't think, you know, whatever. Okay. Phrase of continue. the day. The, they didn't actually really add or lose all that much, but bring back Harrison Barnes and this team, it, with, with the growth of De'Aaron Fox, I think he's ready for another big year. Hopefully going to make that step up and become potentially an all-star this year. He's got great defensive potential. Buddy Heald and him paired in the backcourt are one of the deadliest offensive duos in the league, to be honest with you. I think especially in a fast break. I agree. The way I, that, it's underrated, too. The way that De'Aaron Fox can just run coast-to-coast coast and just keep that offense going at all times, and he's always got Buddy Heald right at his hip to like knock down a three if you give if you give him an inch, you know. It's just a great pairing, and I think that like Marvin Bagley this year, for example, he only started five games last year. Whereas this year, I'm expecting him to walk in in the in the Kings front office to be pretty confident in what they have in Marvin Bagley. So I'm expecting him to start a lot more games. And in his limited minutes last year, he was actually very effective. So I'm I'm presuming that the Sacramento Kings this year, they're going to have a lot of guys who are making pretty big improvements year by year. And especially Marvin Bagley now starting probably the majority of the games, if not all the games this season, is really going to surprise a lot of people with how well he plays. Last year's second overall pick. Okay, I agree with everything you said, except for the part about Marvin Bagley. I love this backcourt. I think uh-huh. Buddy, Buddy Heald was one of the best three-point shooters last year in the league, statistically, in yeah. terms of percentage and attempts per game. I just think Marvin Bagley, I don't think he's going to be a bad player. It's just he hasn't really shown 
that he's going to be like a dominant force or have like a very productive season for a playoff team. I think I think he'll be fine. I think he'll be pretty good for his second year. I just I don't see like that huge. He's going to be that huge like plug that's suddenly going to propel uh, and give the Kings like what like the five extra wins that they need to make the eight seed over the team that I have at eight, which is the San Antonio Spurs. I, I looked at your list mm-hmm. and you have them at nine. That's right. And I just think that I, I have the Kings at nine. I think it's just going to be pretty much what it was last year. The Kings get locked out by like like they're there the whole year. And then maybe their lack of like closing ability in, at the end of the games with like I guess Buddy Heel closing out games, maybe De'Aaron Fox is going to kind of just hold them back a bit and just gonna like knock off like two or three extra wins that the Spurs are gonna get with DeMar DeRozan and with Lamarcus Aldridge, which are proven stars mm-hmm. who have like better shot making ability. That's the justification that I have. Plus you throw in Greg Popovich, good role players. I think Derek White is gonna be a most improved candidate. I think DeJounte Murray is gonna be a most improved candidate. And I just think this team overall has a lot. The loss of Bertans and not getting um, Marcus Morris or Markeith Morris in free agency yeah. hurt a bit. But I think this team is still very well built. They have the best coach of all time. They they still have two all-stars. And DeMar DeRozan had one of the best years of his career last year. And I just think I'm taking veterans over the Kings I would and young guys. I would say that the Kings are going to get locked out again by like two games over the Spurs. Wow. All right. I, you know, okay, so I have the I have the Spurs at nine, which by no means, like, like I have them close to making the playoffs. I still give the Sacramento Kings that little bit of an edge, um, just because I think part of it, like, that, that internal improvement that I keep mentioning, you can't say the same thing about the Spurs. So the Spurs were the seven seed last year, and the Kings were the nine seed. But, I, well, I see that the Kings are an upward trajectory. I'm not sure that the Spurs, with an aging LaMarcus Aldridge, an aging Damari Carroll... Pop probably one of his last years coaching. I don't. I don't really see this team staying where they were or continuing to get better in a West that is overall improving. I would see them sliding back a few games, and so just for that reason, I have them sliding out of the out of the playoffs. I don't think they're necessarily, necessarily going to have a bad season. I think they're going to be very very solid. I would argue that, but most, you can't be very very like solid. Mo- and make the most playoffs people in the West. Are, you have to be good. Most people are saying that. Most people last year were saying that this team wasn't going to make the playoffs, and they were yeah. like, "Oh my gosh, this is going to be the first year that Pop doesn't make the playoffs." And, you, and they went and they, they, they got the seven seed. And I, I, I think I this team this year is better than last year. I, I agree I think, with you that it's hard. It's hard to doubt Pop. You can never count Pop out. But I'm, this year, more than last year, it seems like the Spurs are going to miss the playoffs to me. Why? Not not so much because of the team itself, but because, but because of the better? teams around it. Okay, I, right? I would like. Just, I would say the Lakers. Like, the on, Lakers, on, on for your example, have list. jumped from the ten seed to the five, or, like way up, right? The, the like, other teams around them, like the like the Kings, for example, are going to keep getting better because they've got young players. The Spurs are sort of the one team that, like, as the West is getting better, is going to probably be pushed out by teams jumping up because I don't think that like. I don't know. Whatever other teams were at the bottom of the West last year, I don't see another one of those teams really being pushed out of the playoffs instead of the Spurs. I would argue that you have on your additions list, I'm looking, you have additions Damari Carroll, Trey Lyles. You should also have DeJounte Murray on that list. He went down in like the fourth game of the season, did not play another game that year. And he's proved, he made an all defensive second team in his first year as a rookie. I think yeah. that he's just, like, that's such a presence. I'm not saying DeJounte De- De Murray's going to go out and get you, like, eight more wins, but I think that he's just, like, another, like, 
it's not like this team is just full of old guys. They have yeah, a bunch. Yeah. They have a bunch of guys. The old, like I don't. Demar Derozan's not going to get worse. That's n- not a thing. D- Demar, um, Lamarcus Aldridge, maybe. Lamar, I don't know. His, Lamarcus his game got to be on the on hit, the downside, though, right? I mean, he had one. You, I mean, you he had a really so. good season last, last year. season. Last season, last season wasn't one of his the best seasons of his career. He was an all star. Two years ago was one of the best seasons. He was an all star last year. He was an all star last year, but his season prior was better than last season. I you mean, know, yeah. And now part of that was part of that was because you didn't have them. Um, you didn't have Demar Derozan and Kawhi Leonard was sitting out, so it was basically just Lamarcus Aldridge, and so his numbers looked inflated. But I don't know. I just and it's not that I think that Lamarcus Aldridge is going to be bad this year, but I also don't think he's going to be an All Star. Was and didn't did Lamarcus Aldridge make it as a, he made it as an injury reserve, right? Which I don't means know. I th- I think he maybe I could be wrong about that, but either way, he would have been like coming off the bench on the All Star team, so he would have been probably like one of the lower of the all-stars so, so i think that like, like he's gonna keep sort of sliding down a few slots but it's more so like i said it's more so about the the kings getting better than the spurs getting worse going back to marvin bagley i looked up his you know his page of basketball reference in 62 games last year he averaged 25 minutes per game um shot 50 percent from the field 30 percent from three 31 percent from three um averaging 7.6 rebounds uh 14.9 almost 15 points like I think that those numbers, as he continues to get more minutes and as he continues to improve, are going to keep getting getting better. So I could easily see uh, Marvin Bagley having like a 17 point per game, you know, eight and a half, nine rebounds per game season on like instead of 25 minutes per game, more like 30, 32 minutes. Okay, but per how game. is that going to affect their offense? You can't just say, oh yeah, he's going to average like six more points per game, so they're going to have six more points per game. Scored. No, no, and it's it's not about that. It's it's about Marvin Bagley. I think fits really well next to DeMarcus or next to De'Aaron Fox and Buddy Heald. I don't know. About that, that 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 fast break, fast pace style they've got going on where you run Marvin Magley sort of a small ball five who can run in transition, who can be that I don't even runner, know if he's ready to give play center. Defensively maybe not. Yeah, Offensively he's there. Not. Defensively they might struggle, but this team isn't particularly good defensively anyway. Marvin Begley has, like, solid Just defensive potential. Defense. And De'Aaron Fox has pretty solid defensive potential. But, like, whoever their backup center is, I don't think is going to be is a great defender either. Who, uh, Dwayne Dedman. Dwayne Dedman is their backup center right now. Or I guess he could be he's starting. Really he's a solid defender, but, like, going from, Dwayne, go, yeah, but going from Dwayne Dedman to, to Marvin Bagley, it's not like you're losing that much on defense, and I think you're adding something on offense. You're adding, like, a level of versatility and in, in fast-paced, like, youth and a chance for these guys to grow and play well together okay um let's move on to seven yeah um and number seven i've got this is where i got the golden state warriors Ooh. i know wow you are a, you are a big do you know where i have boy. them i'm gonna guess higher than seven higher than seven <laughs> significantly higher than seven i'll tell you that yeah like, no <sighs> it's explain yourself i don't i don't i i, I kind of get like why you might have them higher? Do you have the Trailblazers higher than them? Yes. Really? Yes. Trailblazers I, last year's three seed. I'll get to the Trailblazers, but in terms of all the teams above them, I can't see them being better in the in the regular season than those teams because I think that a Golden State Warriors team with essentially losing Kevin Durant and replacing D'Angelo Russell with Clay Thompson at least for the start of the season at the two guard position, I can't see that team being anywhere near as good as they were last year. Man. I think I think they're gonna exceed and, everyone's expectations. And they, they they also so in addition to losing Kevin Durant, they also lost 
Andre Iguodala, DeMarcus Cousins, and Sean Livingston, who just retired. Yeah, shout, shout out to out. Sean Livingston yeah. for that. Um, really great career, and it, at one point, it, it had a potential to be a, a really even like greater career, but but because of his injury, he he really like he really suffered, but found a chance to rejuvenate his career on the Warriors. And I'm so happy for him that he found that, and I'm happy that he's leaving the league now, feeling like he accomplished a lot with the Warriors, winning a championship, winning more than one championship. But explain that, yourself. But in addition to just losing Kevin Durant, they lost. Demarcus Cousins barely played last year. Yes, Sean Livingston yes, but was not good for them. But last it's year. more so just that they were probably expecting even with the loss of Kevin Durant, to maintain most of their bench depth, and they did not do that. This was a team that was already pretty top-heavy, and that you have, like, two of the five best players in the league, plus, like, two other all-stars. And outside of that, you didn't have too much. Okay, but they were the best team in the league. They don't have to drop down to the seven seed. And I understand 17 in the West but, is good. Exactly, but the, the thing is, it doesn't take that much of a difference in your roster to drop a lot of games in the West because it's so tightly packed. I think you have a top so, five player in the league, and like, I would, it, I would say that that uh, holds only like four four teams in the league can say that. If you if you say AD is a top five player, mm-hmm. and I, I would say just on a night to night basis, I understand Steph Curry's like thirty or thirty one years old, and that might be the reason he doesn't win the MVP, but he's gonna put up MVP numbers. He's he's gonna. I'm like, not. I'm not. I'm hearing a lot about like, you know, Steph Curry is gonna shoot is gonna make 500 threes this season and set the all time record. Like, watch Steph Curry come out and win the MVP and be an MVP Good. conversation. Good. I'm I'm not totally convinced because I think that there is a lot more that has changed in Steph Curry's game in the last like three years, four years with Kevin. Yeah. yeah, three four years with Kevin Durant on the roster than people realize. Kevin, Steph Curry is not gonna be the same player. This upcoming season that he was you when Kevin Durant that. came to the team, you don't know that. I I don't know that. You're right, but I feel pretty he's, confident he's, saying and that. If you say that he's like gotten too like complacent or whatever, I know you're a big fan of that mm-hmm. narrative. I I'm saying he can't be complacent because he's gonna have to put up twenty. I agree with that. Like but seven, I also, 28, I also don't think a game. Can, I also Clay Thompson's not gonna be shooting that, and Kevin Durant's not gonna be shooting true, that. True, but I don't think that it's it's quite so easy as just like flipping a switch and deciding not to be complacent and going back to MVP Steph Curry. I don't think that happens overnight. And so even if that does happen... And he still is talented. A thousand percent. I, I just called him a top five player in the league. Of course he's talented. But there's a difference between... Yeah, I, just, I just same, don't think... Same coach, same Draymond Green, same And that's offense. about it. And outside of that, that's about it. What are the consistencies between, you know, like, outside of, like, Steph Curry, Draymond Green, the system, the coach, like, the, that's everything else that's, about the season that's is what different. E- that's what every Steph Curry hater blames on Steph Curry's success. On Draymond Green is the playmaker. He is an awesome system. He is a great coach. That's that's what everyone's, like, during his MVP season, no, every I, Steph Curry hater. I would have I would have said about Steph Curry that what makes him great is is the shooters that he's got around him the bench that he, or the depth the depth that he's already had he was playing in this like perfect idealized situation and part of that is Draymond Green part of that is the coach part of that is the offensive system and a lot of that still exists but more than anything i think it's just like when we saw Steph, like i think that if Steph Curry is going to come back out and average 30 points per game he's going to have to score in a lot more ways than he was scoring last year, right? So we've seen Steph Curry, when he's had to have an MVP season, 
do like create new moves like that scoop layup or yeah. like you know he's just finding he's finding creating new that. ways to score as a six foot three point guard who is not all that athletic. I think he still has and those he, ways. He doesn't really use. Yes, the yes, yes. But but the problem is if if he can't let himself become a one dimensional scorer and still be and still lead this team to like a top five seed in the Western Conference. Why? So why? Because the team around him isn't good enough. If he, if all he's doing is standing on the perimeter and like getting off quick threes, like that's not what he does. I know he does a lot more than that, right? But if he is going to lead this team to a lot more wins, he is going to have to be able to score from all three levels. And right now, I don't see him going and taking it to the basket nearly as much as he should because that is part of his what was his bread and butter in the past. Whereas if people overcommitted to the three, his handles were tight enough and. His moves around the rim were were quick enough Top that he could still share in the league statistically. That he would still get that he would still get that shot off and get like some kind of crazy acrobatic circus finish. But we haven't seen that in three years from Steph Curry, and I've said this in a previous episode that I think part of that is because of the ankles, because he's like a little bit of a fragile dude, and that's nothing against him. That's just him being slightly injury prone. If he is going to be that aggressive, he has to be ready to take hits. And as a 30-year-old Steph Curry that has struggled with ankle injuries for his entire career, I don't think that Steph Curry is going to be able to come out the season and play at the same level that he played at four years ago without getting injured at some point this season. Without his ankles really giving him problems. Okay, and so, so I don't think I don't think that Steph Curry is going to be the same player. I think I think that there's just going to be some sort of mental block where he's not going to be able to go overnight back to that where back to where he was i just feel like you're just making up that narrative but like i I mean i am making it up because we haven't seen we don't know what's going to happen but that is how i am justifying the golden state warriors being at number seven okay because that is what i am foreseeing okay and i'm justifying them where i where i have them at on my list which is high and i admit it i I admit it's high i almost put them one spot lower before the episode because i was like am i being biased here i'm being a little biased definitely (laughs) (laughs) i'm being a little biased knowing you i don't even know you have them but knowing you (laughs) But I, it, the only reason I don't have them another spot higher is because two problems I see. One, Clay Thompson's not going to come back in Clay Thompson form until mm. like game fifty. He's supposed to come back like maybe before the All Star break. He might not be Clay Thompson from last year at any point this season. Mm. After coming I mean, off an I guess, ACL, I guess we don't know. He's that. still gonna be able to shoot the pill, but like outside of that, That's what he does. But but he's but <laughs> outside he's also outside of that. <laughs> but also he is one of the better def- perimeter defenders in the league. Like, is his lateral quickness still yeah. going to be there? Is Steph Curry has never had to guard the best guard on the opposing team because that is Clay, John, Clay Thompson's job. And so this season, that's another thing, is Steph Curry, he's always had Steph Clay Thompson as hip in, in his MVP form. And it's going to be interesting this season. Their two guard is going to be D'Angelo Russell. D'Angelo Russell is not a particularly good defender. so He's okay. Even if, yes, but... but there's a good chance that Steph Curry, let's say they played the Kings, who are, I have one spot lower... There's a good chance that Steph Curry is going to have to match up with De'Aaron Fox. There's a good chance De'Aaron Fox is going to have to match up with Steph Curry. Yes, but De'Aaron Fox can can handle moving up in the moving up and down the court like that. My point is that a 30-year-old Steph Curry, who's never had to guard players like that, or at least not in the last six years, isn't going to be used to having to guard the best guard in the offensive on the, on the defensive end, and so offensively, he's used to just like. Guarding the yeah, second okay. best guard I, I and then point. having kind of taking defense off a little bit and then going back on offense okay. and just doing and his thing. My but. second knock on the Warriors, which kind of had me a bit complacent about them, is 
the fact that they have like no backup wings or just wings in general they've like i don't know pull up their depth chart but like it's it's kind of like embarrassing they're not gonna they're not gonna have like they have a bunch of like weird kind of decent defenders who can kind of shoot i'm pretty sure they have like yeah like glenn robinson the third pretty sure they have like alec burks or yeah. something glenn robinson the third damian lee eric pascal Jacob, Jacob Evans, Evans Alphonse, Jordan Poole, Alf- Alec Burks. Alfonso McKinney. Those are their wings. Yeah. Which is... I mean, Alfonso McKinney actually seemed to be serviceable last year in the finals. But other than that, like, that's my main concern for the Warriors. It's like, okay, are they going to have, like, anyone who can fill in that Andre Iguodala role? And the answer is kind of no. Which is why I don't have mm-hmm. them as, like, a top three seed in the league. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have I can name origins than that. They shouldn't be top three. But Alright. They shouldn't be higher than Yes. Well, yeah, yeah, okay. My seven was the Trailblazers. I'm the one of the biggest Damian Lillard fans on the planet. Um I've been on this wave before like everyone else decided that they suddenly liked Damian Lillard because he hit a shot. Uh-huh. And I think that like his whole kind of career has been building up to these last two seasons. And I think that he's gonna probably have an even better season this year the only like but okay so if, he's gonna seven, have a better, if he's gonna have a better season than last year then why is he at seven he's at seven because of all the internal improvements that's what i'm saying however internal think, improvements of other teams yes of yeah. of like jazz rockets for example the clippers just jumped from yeah the, jumped down from the at and they're gonna be one of the best teams in the yeah West. yeah so that that's another so reason i would like, say that i think yeah i have them at seven like <sighs> Three, four, five, six, seven are so close. I I feel like if Damian Lillard has that MVP season, then I could see the Trailblazers at like four, and they're at seven right now. Mm-hmm. And the only reason I would say that they're going to stay at four is because it's going to take a really long time for Nurkic to get back to where so, he was. So, do you have the Trailblazers ranked as low as you can see them going? Yeah. Interesting. I mean, because th- like th- that's not, that's not my them, that's not my philosophy them, with this. I guess my question is like, if you can see them going at four. Or as low as seven, why not have them at like five or six? Because you're like because predicting I, I, I that. Think like, the, because I think the ta- the teams it's in all likelihood are, more, are yeah, yeah are more okay. talented. All right, but but there's a, some possibility and some hope in the back of your mind. Yeah, that definitely. Your boy Damian Lillard. Yeah, well. yeah. Okay. Um, but I have that at seven just because I feel like the rosters above them are more talented overall. I think that they lost Enos Cantor, who was a good pickup. They lost Seth Curry, which was actually a very good pickup for them. They lost Alfred Camino, who even though I was like shitting on during the playoffs he was actually like a decent defender i think they lost mo harkless to the clippers i I may have made that up but Mm -hmm. they kind of just have like a bit less depth off the bench in their big positions and in their even just wing positions with the shooting and i think that yeah i can see dame just going like supernova and averaging 31 points per game but i for now i just think the talent kind of holds them back a little bit so right. that's my justification. So, for that. so I have I have the Trailblazers at six. I respect that. We you've I'm, already I'm I've already that. given I've already given you my reasons yeah. why I would have the Trailblazers over the Warriors. Yeah. Why in your in your case do you have the Warriors over the Trailblazers if you just said so many good things about the Trailblazers? Um, I would say system proven winners. I would say they have would the, you be- say the they Trailblazers have a top pro- four player in the would league. Would you say? Okay, so here, here's one thing, though. You said proven winners, which is true about the Golden State Warriors because they've been one of the best teams for the last me- many seasons. But the Trailblazers were the three last seed, and the only players they lost were Evan Turner, Mo Harkless, 
Alfred Camino and Enes Cantor. They added Hassan Whiteside, Kemp Bazemore, and, and Mario Hazonia. You could argue that so, they also lose Nurkic for half the year, so they're okay. so, so yeah. they're like starting Whiteside. Yeah, but which isn't I do I do not think say, that's going to work well so, at all. So part of it is I would put my money on this team. They've proven they're proven winners, and they've proven that they can win the regular season. They've proven that they can be a three seed in the Western Conference. I put my money on that proven winner that looks more similar to last year than the proven winner for who was even better last year but lost a lot of what they had i, I understand that logic i just okay because i would just i would just argue that the trailblazers are more proven because their team is more similar the, the golden state warriors are entering the season as okay. massive I mean, underdogs because they have a lot to prove steph curry has, to, saying, has a lot to they prove have, they have the better backcourt they've they have the better point guard they have the better shooting guard the warriors yes they've they have the better system Draymond green in my opinion is going to go back to being where he was three years ago that that's also a, a reason i have the warriors really high I think Draymond Green is not going to be what he was last year. He's going to come in a bit more in shape. Like, I think like at be... the end of last year? Because at the end of last year, Draymond Green last lost that weight that he, yes, that I, he had. I, the yes, season, I think he's going to be... came out strong. I don't think playoffs, he's going to be a defensive but... player of the year, but he might make an all-defense team. And okay. I, I, th- I just think he'll be like an actual offensive weapon mm-hmm. as well. And, and by offensive weapon, like... I mean, you, can do you score mean he's going to shoot and, the three? Yes. He's gonna, he's I, gonna I, don't think, I don't think he's going to be... Prime do you mean he's going to shoot the three? Shooting. Do you mean that he's going to be able to like get the rebound, push the floor, yeah, that, and like get it to that. Steph Curry? I think he's going to be yeah. like a very effective offensive player. Okay, which you couldn't say that about him for most of last season. He's going to go back to being the floor general on both sides of the floor. Yeah, and I don't think he's going to be an all star, but I think he's going to be a very good player. Okay, I respect that. Okay, uh, let's move on to six. I guess. Oh, six. I said my six is the Trailblazers. Who my, do you have? My six is the Nuggets. Holy! Oh my God! What? You have the Nuggets at six? Yes. Why? I I had them at five. Yeah, okay. I had that, them at, I had them at five, and then right before the episode, you, I moved the Rockets up to five because I just couldn't justify having the Rockets at six. Do you understand that most power ranking websites have the Nuggets at number one? Yeah, and I think that's <laughs> I think that's stupid because like. Their best player, who people are going to be like, oh, Nikola Jokic is going to win MVP, is going to average like 20 points a game. He's going to... Okay, but... And I understand even... Really- okay, so first of all, I disagree with that. First of all, I think that he's going to average more than 20 points per game. It's going to be more like 20, 23 to 25. But... That's capped. <laughs> but continue. Um, but don't you think that m- most, if not... just it, it, Most or like a lot of what Nikola Jokic does is goes beyond scoring... Okay, just putting this out there, I feel like three through six is going to be decided by, like, two games. Okay, like, like so So ESPN Power Rankings, they ranked both Eastern and Western Conference teams one through 30. They had Milwaukee as number one, who is our number one in, in both of our Eastern Conference Power Rankings. They have Denver as number two. <laughs> You have Dude. so you don't even have you don't even have Denver as one in the Western Conference. You have them as six in the Western Conference, and ESPN has them as the second best team overall in the league. Okay, when I think of the Denver Nuggets, I'm thinking about the playoff appearance that they had last year as a okay. two seed. It speaks a lot that like it was kind of a pick'em with who was going to win the two seed Nuggets or the seven seed Spurs, and the the Spurs went out there and put on a performance. But this isn't this isn't about the playoffs. I, I understand season, it's not about the know? playoffs. I understand it's not about the playoffs. But I'm just saying that performance. I think that with teams getting better in the Western Conference, with more star power in the Western Conference, and them not like them not being the surprise of the league anymore, they might even have a sophomore kind of slump. 
to where people just ha- kind of have them figure out, or at least they have them start on their schedule. Because the Nuggets went out and shocked the league last year. Only one person in my life I knew that thought the Nuggets were going to be like super, super good. Shout out to Brooks. I think that this team. It's. I think that I think that I'm a big fan of Jamal Murray. I love Jamal Murray. I think mm-hmm. Jokic is going to be good. I just think that like. I don't know. I feel like they're going to take a step back with all while well, all the other teams take a step forward. I think that the defense is kind of going to be there. I love the addition of Jerry and Grant. I think it, it'll be interesting to see what Michael Porter Jr. does. I just feel like they almost don't have as much of like a star power. Like like the last second I put the Rockets over them just because I'm like, I think the Rockets are just going to close better than them. I think the Rockets just are going to shoot as many threes as them but have like the best player in the series and the third best player in a game, like a night-to-night basis. All right, so I looked up Bleach Report's power rankings. Bleach Report has, I don't, Denver, I don't care. has Denver at five with 51 wins. Um, five but, in the West? No, five overall. Okay. With 51 wins. That's yeah. not a lot of wins for five. 51 Bleacher, or sorry, ESPN had them at fifty-four, but they don't have. They had like Milwaukee winning sixty, and the that was the only team winning sixty, and so they had Denver basically fi- finishing. I think it's the second best record in the NBA, but with only like fifty-four wins. But um, talking about that, you talked about the playoffs. Um, let me just read this out. Nikola Jokic by far the best box plus minus in the playoffs this this year, averaging a whopping twenty-five I understand. points, thirteen he had, he rebounds, awesome eight and a half playoffs. assists, one and a half threes, that. one steals, and one block in fourteen games, and he's twenty-four years old. I'm expecting Nikola Jokic to come out this season and be a top three MVP candidate to lead this team to be one of the I'll best teams you, in the Western Conference. I'll give you $100 at the end of the season if Nikola Jokic wins MVP. I'm saying that. Yeah, I'm saying that. I'm not going to bet on him as MVP. You're just going to give me $100. Yes. Like, I don't have to put anything on the line? Okay. Yes. All right. He's he's not. He's not. The people, Why? The people will not elect. Why? This is, a, this is unrelated think... to the wins argument. The people are not going to elect an MVP who averages 21 points per game. It's just not going to happen. But why? But who's to say that he's not going to average more than 21 points per game me. this season? He's not. Did he I, average, I think he did he average 21 he last season? He, he averaged less than that. Really? Look okay. it up. But I, but I totally think Nicole, like, Connor, you just read out the article um, and just listed his, like, 25.1 points per game in the playoffs. I think he can do that. I just think mentally he's not wired to do that. He's wired to pass. And I, I respect that so much. I think he's the best passing big man of all time at 24 years old. Yeah. How many points did he average last year? 20.1. 20.1. With with eleven rebounds, seven and a half assists. Okay, and with the situation not changing, I think maybe he'll average twenty one. <sighs> I don't. I don't know, dude. It. Well, I kind of get what you're saying. I think that the MVP award tends to go to player who's got like the best story and the best narrative, more than the player who had the best the best season. Like I understand that James Harden keeps talking about like I should have won MVP because if you just look at him <laughs> on so paper, funny. it's like yeah, like he makes a good point. Like he yeah. probably should have won it over Giannis. But part of it is it's like. That guy who's like like twenty four years old, Giannis, who's like coming up, coming from Greece. You hear all the stories about like he was sending all of his paychecks home to his parents that like he would like couldn't afford to like get to the games and stuff like that. So it, it, it's part of it is like the story and like it's exciting that Giannis won MVP and James Harden didn't win it for a second year in a row. And I can see that happening with the Jokic. but it's not it's not what this is about. This is about last year the Denver Nuggets were the two seed. Not much as... I'm they, so not buying the, into it. You have okay. them at two on your list. I, I mean, I guess that's normal I compared do to like, everyone that you've been pulling up, like ESPN and Bleach Report. But I th- 
Nah, dog. Like I, I just can't believe. Okay, I can't believe that you have this okay. so low. I, I want to stress that like my three through six, I think are going to be decided by maybe three games. Okay. Mi- wow, three, three. So like, okay, is that even pop? Yeah, I, yeah. I, it's all right. Three or four games between the three and the so six. But three before between each one of them, or no like over? total, total. <laughs> wow, okay, total. It's gonna be like insanely close. All right. Um, I don't know. I don't. I don't feel like I have that much to defend about the Denver Nuggets. I feel like you have more defending to do because your take is way more hot. Um, I just it think, is. yeah, I just. <laughs> I just I like this Denver Nuggets team. I like how like everyone else. Maybe I'm a contrarian. I mean, I am a contrarian. You are but, a contrarian. But, but, yeah. But maybe like this is what this is based off of. But I I don't I know. I just that, I don't see it. I really I think don't. That, I think this team's gonna be come out and be pretty solid defensively. Nikola Jokic. We hear so much about what a bad defender he is, and that for the most part that's true. He can't block a shot for his life. But I think that <laughs> that his improvements last season and actually defending the pick and roll and just being a big body in the paint and actually having somewhat of a presence was kind of underrated. That, oh, so I, know. I, think I also he's, think he's I also think there. the Denver Nuggets do have injury problems. Talking about Gary Harris, okay. Jamal Murray, Paul Millsap. That's fair. I think that's substantial. Um, but at the same time, like Gary Harris and Jamal Murray, like they're both very young, and so. You're saying injury problems, but like that was probably off base of like one or two injuries. Garrett, no, Gary Harris has missed games every year of his career, pretty really? much. Okay, like most most years. All right, um, yeah, but whatever. I don't feel like I have that much to defend with the yeah. Nuggets. I'm really confident in what they're going to do this season because I think that I'm not so confident that like like I might t- I might p- I would probably pick the Trailblazers over the Nuggets in a playoff series, but I'm going to pick the Nuggets to win more games than the Trailblazers any day. Okay. At my number five, I've got the Lakers. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> you think that's way too low? Uh, bro, I'm out. Bro, I have them at one. You have them at one. I have win them at most, one. Winning the most games, the Lakers? Yes. I do not. Okay, wait. When it comes to the playoffs, there are two clear favorites in the West, and that's the Lakers. That's two teams from LA, the Lakers and the Clippers. When it comes to the regular season, I don't see any reason that the Lakers would really go all out and win more regular season games than the teams I've got above them. I don't see how. Are you, are you because you're going for the LeBron like isn't trying argument? No, no, no. Because Anthony Davis that, is gonna try. I think it's Anthony, not. That's that's not what I'm saying. But but when you talk about you just talked about injury prone and like players get injured like. You have to recognize that, like, Anthony Davis, when was the last time Anthony Davis played more than, you know, like, 75 games? It hasn't been a while. It's probably been a while. 75 games is a lot of games. So anyway, but, when was the last time he played more than 70? Like, Anthony Davis almost always misses, like, a 15-game chunk of the season. So, okay, so those are 15 games that are going to be significantly harder to win because you got, don't have Anthony Davis. Then you say the same thing about LeBron. Okay, LeBron James, he might not have an injury, and I don't think that LeBron James is going to do the thing where he like doesn't try in the race season. I think he's going to try pretty hard. But at the same time, like, is he going to try so hard that he's going to burn himself out for the playoffs? No. Yeah, I don't think like, LeBron is going to try a, on like a thirty-four-year-old LeBron James like, with Anthony Davis and his team. He knows that he's he going to try. Coast to he's the not going to try on like a on like a Tuesday night game exactly. against like. Like so I think the Pelicans. I think when like, you factor in that the Lakers are pretty comfortable with the Lakers, the Lakers know they're going to make the playoffs and they know they're going to do big things in the playoffs. So they're conserving energy to get to the playoffs. So, and LeBron James is like, for example, on the, like on the Cavs, like he never, 
he was never super concerned about what his seeding was. The Raptors were almost always the one seed, and the, the okay, Cavs would be something between had, like two and he four. He never had a top five player on his team. True. But he had, like, Kyrie Irving, for example. Kyrie Irving could go out and win you some regular season games. Not to the same extent that Anthony Davis can, Wait, but no, Anthony Davis can. Kyrie Irving, what, what, you expect Kyrie a four seed the first year i said a two two or three four seed. i don't know where they actually were i think but they weren't like, winning the one seed most years because the yeah. raptors were or, but, or the hawks yeah were. but but my point is mostly just that the more the older that lebron james gets the more injury prone anthony davis like anthony davis is pretty injury prone and this team has absolutely no depth basically means that if if lebron james or anthony davis sits out that if you're playing another one of these top teams in the West, you're pretty likely to lose because that team is going to go all out because that's how the West works and every team is fighting for every single game. Whereas I don't know but if the Lakers he, are going to have that same grit. I, I don't. Think, I think that I think LeBron, Anthony Davis is going to try every single game as hard as he can. He's going to because he's got chip. something to prove. Yes, he's got exactly. To prove. But I don't think that that's a regular season thing because yes, it Anthony, totally is. Anthony Davis he didn't, said, play, he didn't play the last regular season. Yes, and but for the but, first time in his career. People were saying a lot about him, and most of it was bad. Okay, but everything that Anthony Davis has proven so far, for the most, like almost everything he's proven so far, has been regular season. The problem with Anthony Davis's career to this point is that he hasn't proven anything in the playoffs. I'm saying the numbers are there. People forget easy. I have I can't remember the last thing I heard like in the public that was a good thing about Anthony Davis. Uh, Well. I disagree with that because, like, when he signed the Lakers, all everybody was talking about is how good the Lakers I, are going to be. I understand. Be, right? no, like, people understand. People know good, how good but, Anthony Davis is. Like, he doesn't have anything to prove in the regular season. It's all about the playoffs this year. So he's saying he's going to come out and so, win a defensive player of the year. Like, he could go all out and try. I think at he's a thousand percent. I would be surprised. I think I don't. It's not that. And he, th- dude, this is the energy he's bringing. He said, "I'm going to be defensive player of the year." And LeBron's gonna make a defensive team. First of all, that's insane. Like that's not no. gonna happen. But but like it's bringing it's, that energy. That like I love. It's that. not. It's like, not that I don't think that Anthony Davis is gonna go a hundred percent every game that he plays. You know, like the West every, is good. The West is good. But I just think that like, like LeBron James and the and the Lakers coaching staff at the end of the game when they're if they're like up or down or bunch is gonna just like sit him. You know, it's like or like. If he gets injured, yeah, for example, if he has a minor lot. injury that he should only sit out, like that he realistically for the Pelicans would have only missed four games for, the Lakers are going to say, oh, well, we're not going to risk it. We're going to have you sit out 10. You know, like that's the kind of thing that I could see happening with this Lakers team where they're confident enough in themselves that they're not going to like push as hard in the regular season as a team like the, like the Trailblazers are or like the Houston Rockets are. I just, I don't know. I just don't see, I don't see this Lakers team as a, as a regular season team. I have the teams above them just winning more games than them. Okay, one could argue that they didn't see, like, the Warriors as a regular season team. Yeah, but the Warriors were the one seed almost every year in the West. Or yeah. the one or the two seeds. Exactly. So I would argue that the Warriors were a regular season and a playoff team. No, I would... I mean... But, like, what's the difference? Just LeBron and Anthony Davis' injury history? Kevin Durant yeah, had an injury... Yeah, that's part of it. Kevin Durant had an injury history. Steph Curry has an injury history. But... But part of the thing with the Warriors is that they were so deep and that they were so stacked that it didn't matter if Kevin Durant missed five games because in some cases the Warriors were actually better without him on the court in the regular season, right? And that's part of – that's something that is so unique to the Warriors that, like, 
if the Lakers were to miss one, were to be missing one of those two guys, yes, you still have a top five player, but like who else is on that team? I, it, I, like I, Dwight I Howard, like, people, like Dwight Howard's going to be your second best player. People are shitting on the Lakers so much more than they should. Like everyone's like, oh, it's like same, like it's as crazy of a roster as last year. I'm like, no, you don't have Michael Beasley and like Lance Stevenson. That's not yeah, a thing. No, it's not, it's not as, it's not as like many locker room problems and weird dudes that are just like giving a second chance because like they feel like it and they're like homies with LeBron. But, <laughs> but like at the same time, they just don't have anybody who's good other than Anthony Davis and LeBron James, right? Like they have, they have DeMarcus Cousins, but he's not going to be playing this season because he's injured again. Um, like Danny Green's pretty good, but like Danny Green can can hardly create his own shot. Like he's there as a defender and like a three point shooter. And even last year in the playoffs, he was like kind of inconsistent from three until like a few games. Kyle Kuzma, Contagious yeah, okay, that's true. You do have Kyle Kuzma, and I, we do. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm not a Lakers fan. Don't yeah, <laughs> there is Kyle Kuzma. Kyle Kuzma does exist, and I was sort of, I sort of blanking on that, I guess. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't know, dude. I I, I think they're gonna go out here and win like like 56 games and that's going to be a one seed in the west if they if they eh. do i would be extremely surprised will you give me back okay. my hundred dollars <laughs> if if nicole Jokic wins mvp and the lakers win 56 games call you it give me 100 bucks and i'll give it back but if the lakers win 56 games i'm not giving you 100 dollars. okay <laughs> okay we got a bunch of number four going. i got the houston rockets Wait, who's your f- oh no I, th- that's my five also the Rockets are your five? Yeah. The Lakers are my five. The Rockets are my four. Rockets, I I do not like this Rockets team at all. And oh, walking, yeah, into, walking into today, I had and Lakers, so I, I I had had Lakers at four you. and Rockets at five. That was the change I made right before this. But I thought long and hard about the Rockets. Oh, so we, so we like, both moved the Rockets up one. Yeah. Right but I thought four. long and hard about this Rockets team, and I was like, yeah, you know what? Like James Harden and Russell Westbrook, they know how to win a lot of games. They know how to put up some big yeah, numbers. Yeah, that's like, what I was saying. Like, they're going to get it done the right I was like, season. The one thing that stood out to me is the Rockets have the two players, arguably, that care most about the MVP award. Yeah. And, 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 and that's probably, a regular season award. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I, I would say it's safe to say, I was watching in a Funky Die Bag video, and he was saying that James Harden, the advantage that he has in this race for MVP is that he probably cares most about the award. Like you heard that this year he's been like complaining about how Giannis won over him. And the first year that Steph Curry won MVP, you also heard kind of that story like out of should he have won, should he have won? Like where it's like I can't imagine like Steph Curry doing that. And I can't imagine like Giannis doing that. I think Giannis would have if if not to the same extent that Harden is, but I think that you we would have heard Giannis a little bit shattering. Like as a joke? Because I feel like that's somewhat, a very Giannis somewhat thing seriously, to do. yeah, somewhat seriously, but, um, but you know, like Giannis and James Harden were definitely going back and forth a little bit about the MVP award, about like who should win it. Giannis definitely like, made some comments about like, yeah, like I deserve this. Yeah, um, like here's um, the huge kind of season I'm having. But yeah, I, I, I don't know. At five, which is because like the Warriors just Wait, like who, mess up my whole list, right? Um, but I, I just think that. I just think that the teams above them are gonna like be better in the long run, but I had to move them up because they just they have two like really 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 regular season players. And just, yeah, they still have a bunch of shooting around them. I think it's still gonna be like kind of rocket staples. And I t- I want to start like I totally think this team is gonna work. I think it's gonna work. I just think in, that in a playoffs or in the regular season. Regular season definitely. Regular season. Regu- yeah. Like, okay. After like game ten, it's gonna be. Awesome. I'm gonna say that I don't I don't know if it's gonna work. I don't think it's gonna work because if you haven't seen my video like my reactions 
it was just me talking about it. You weren't there. Yeah. But it was like a, just like a little 10-minute video um, of me talking about the James Harden-Russell Westbrook pairing. Um, I was basically... I was, talking to, I was talking a lot of trash. I was like, yeah, this is not going to work out. But the thing is, the thing about this Rockets team is, I still don't think it's going to work out. But at the same time, for the regular season, it doesn't need to work out. You think These two guys do not need to fit well together. They just need to be on the court at the same time. And this and team be really good. Games. Yeah, like... <laughs> Like, if both of these guys are putting up, like, 25 and 30 points per game, like, this team is going to be good. That's just gonna how it's going to work. Like, next to Clint Capella and, like, Eric Gordon, like, it's going to work out. It'll be okay. Even if, in a playoff, they totally fall apart because there are flaws in this. There are, like, fundamental flaws in the way that this roster is constructed that, like, can be picked apart. But I no team like, is going to do that in the regular And I feel like outfit. that, what you just said, is going to rack up, like, one more win than, like, the Nuggets. That's how I feel. I feel like a funky diabetic being like, like maybe it'll get them like one more win, dude. A funky diabetic's like the most specific person on the planet, and I love it. <laughs> it's so awesome. Anyways, my, my your four was the Rockets. My four is the Rockets. My four was the Warriors. We talked yeah. mostly yeah. about this um, back when I had them at seven. Yeah, back when you had them at seven. I guess I guess we can move on. I yeah, feel like we talked yeah. in depth We've about covered that. that. Um, we both, I, I feel like we have the same three. Okay. No, we don't have the same three. Yes, we do. I have the Lakers at five, and you have the Lakers at one. I've you, so their top three is different. Is that what you mean? Oh, oh, oh the same I, three. Yes, the three seed. We the, both have yes. the Jazz, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Jazz. Last year's five seed added Mike Conley, um, like, Bojan Bogdanovic, Jeff Green, and Ed Davis. I, don't know. I feel like, like, I feel like they need I'm to excited. know, like, yeah. I, I feel like they need to know, like, it's such a sign of respect from from both of us to have them at the three seed. In that, like, two to seven, like, bundle that's, like, so close. I just yeah. think they just, like, are more well-built. I feel like they're the Nuggets, but just, like, like a better version of it. I, I just want to remind everybody that, like, they were the five seed last year, and let's think about this, the way that they started last season. Like, atrocious. Well, I mean, to be I don't fair, know if to be fair like, they start every season really slow. Like for the past yeah, like, three like, or they, four years. They started last season like really flat-footedly. Everybody's like, what is going on? Because people were having the Jazz as like the three seed last year, and then they like were losing every game to start the season. And I read up on that, and people think it's because Quinn Schneider puts in like so many different plays and sets that it takes time to get used yeah. to. I don't know. If that is, I kind of like like that. I think it's cool. I mean, it, pl- it works out in the long run, right? But but I, I, yeah. I honestly, I don't expect them to start off as as flat footed as they did last year because I think that last year it took them a while to find the, their defensive groove for sure. But like offensively too, like it, I think it takes it took a while because like sophomore Donovan Mitchell was like, uh, what is what is scoring? Like <laughs> well, not that scoring? he can't do it, but like like he's still getting used to like entering an NBA season. Like he'd only done it one time before. Whereas like yeah. this season they're entering with like. Like Bruh. four super legit offensive weapons in yeah. Mike Conley, um, Donovan Mitchell, Joe Ingles, and Bojan Bogdanovic. Yeah, those are all four. Those are four Power super legit. Joe weapons. Ingles is gonna be scary. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, it's gonna be so like lethal against yeah. uh, against teams. Like, you can't play a normal power forward against him. Like, you just can't. Yeah, yeah. Um, but at the same time, like if you if he comes against like Anthony Davis playing power forward, like you're in trouble a little bit. Oh uh, yeah, high key. Yes. Um, um, yeah. Do you think that their defense is going to be another top two defense in the league? Like I think it, it should be because I I think that Mike Conley's defensive improvement over Ricky Rubio. Um, I think the switchability is going to be insane. Yes, like um, absolutely crazy. Like, like and anything like they outside lost, of they lost uh, Derek Favors, who was like 
and, and like Jay Crowder who were like solid defenders. And I think that Derek Favors was like, he would come off the bench or like he would start, if you start him and you've got like two 6'10 plus dudes, like one being Rudy Gobert, who's got like one of the longest wingspans in the NBA and like the f- former defensive player of the year. But like Derek Flavors being tall as like a tower also in the paint was a big deal. But then even if he came off the bench, obviously there was a drop off between Rudy Gobert and Derek Favors, but I don't think it was like a total like fall off a cliff where like Derek Favors could still hold his own as a defensive anchor that that team needed. Um, so it's a little bit of like I don't like is Ed Davis going to come in and be the same? I, I think like, Ed Davis is a for, beast. And like he's, he's like, a beast he, on the he's, boards. Yes. He's a beast on, I don't know about defensively. That's that's a little bit concerning for me. Is like if if Ed Davis is coming off, is you're really out here talking trash center? about Ed Davis when he dropped like. 13 points against you in 2k20 last week true but but beast <laughs> but i don't, I don't know. recommend i just don't know if like if ed davis defensively can come off and be like rudy gobert's backup anchor but at the same hashtag time hashtag fix 2k20 continue <laughs> that, like that that is a that is a much easier, i don't even, don't own, even the own the game, the game but and i know it is uh, i as an avid 2k player I guess hit us hit us up on Twitter if you want to play against me. I'll, I'll play against some fans, but at, um, at Space the Floor on Twitter. Yeah, um, I don't know, but I, I think this team will be very good defensively. Um, even like Bojan Bogdanovic is like good defender, very switchable. Like Jeff Green too. I, I all the all the pieces that they added just make so much sense for this team, and I, I'm yeah. really happy with the way this team is looking, and I'm excited to watch them play. Yeah, honestly, I'm one. Of, I'm. It's one of the teams that I'm most excited to watch play because the Jazz are always fun to watch. But like even more so this year, I think. Yeah, I agree. All right, going on to two, I have the Clippers. This is where I got the Nuggets. So you have the Clippers at one. I, I do don't have think the we need to talk about the Nuggets anymore. But I yeah, think, okay. The, the reason I have the Lakers over the Clippers, I think that my main justification is Kawhi Leonard's going to miss fifteen games. He has for the past like four years, just with load management stuff. Mm-hmm. He's going to miss fifteen games, and during that fifteen games, you're going to have Paul George and a bunch of pretty good role players. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, yeah, I think, yeah. I I think in a West, they're only going to win, like, nine of those games, maybe eight of those games. Okay. And I think maybe seven of those games. I don't know if it's a hard schedule. And I think that all, all of a sudden, that's, like, seven, eight, nine losses. And that's a but, lot of losses but let's think in about the West. Paul George last year was third in MVP candidate voting. Paul George had an absolutely monster season last year. And this Clippers team... Made Which, by the, the way, playoffs, I, I also, made the playoffs as an eight seed without Kawhi Leonard or Paul George. Okay, but okay, with fine, with fine. Tobias Harris and Daniel Gallinari and, and Shea Gilch Alexander. Yeah, and, okay, they, but but like they still kept Lou Williams, they still kept Montrezl Harrell. Doc like, Rivers is a good Mon- coach. Landry Shamit. I I don't know, dude. Like, I think that even if Kawhi Leonard misses fifteen games, the difference between this team and the Lakers is that if one of these guys sits, if Kawhi Leonard or Paul George is out, you still got probably another like top five or ten player in the league sort of like what the lakers would have but then the depth and the team around them is still solid 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 like i think that this like if you took this team and just like took Kawhi leonard off of it paul there's a chance that paul george could carry this team to the playoffs without no, Kawhi I, leonard. I think they would or make there's the a chance playoffs. that do you think they would right yeah, yeah like sure. i think this team could be like the seven seed or if you do Kawhi Leonard, like this team could be like the seven seed. So I, I think that if you have Kawhi Leonard and Paul George and that team, it's like they should be the number one seed. Okay. It just makes the most sense to me. Okay, Kawhi Leonard gonna miss fifteen games. Paul George one is gonna start slowly. He had surgery over the offseason, I believe. I'm not positive. Okay. Two oh, for a shoulder, right? 
Uh, yeah. Two, he might, I think because of this, he's going to miss some games. He has some injury history in the past. I think he, we can chalk Paul George up for 10 games missed this year. So you're okay, going to have that so same, say, same effect. You're saying like where, 10 or 15 games for each of them you're going to miss. Yeah, yeah. I would say more for Kawhi Leonard, but yeah. And then I just think that I, I have them at the two seed, and I split my thing up into tiers. I had Lakers and Clippers, and then I had my three through seven, which I think are going to be super close, and then I had Spurs at eight in a different tier. So I think the Lakers and Clippers are going to be close, and I think they're going to be significantly better than the Jazz, significantly as in like by like four or five games. But I just think that for the reason I mentioned, I have the Lakers over them, and I think that just their their injury kind of history is even just like more suspect than the Lakers. Yeah. Um, one thing is just that last year, the Raptors finished as the two seed. And what you said is like, I'm going to, I'm going to trust that you're right about like the Kawhi Leonard missed like 10 or 15 yeah. games last year. He did. So don't you think that's why like, didn't win MVP? Couldn't, Wait, that's not why, but that's why that's he wasn't a candidate. Yeah. That's why he wasn't a candidate. Don't you think that like, if you strategically place those games that Kawhi Leonard misses, or like strategically place those games like for low management that Paul George misses, like couldn't you still win at like a solid majority of those games with just one of these guys? So don't you think that you could like? I, mean, let's I, say you're playing, I don't even know if that's how you're playing the Suns. Like why don't why not just like sit Kawhi? Because at the end of last season, a lot of the games that Kawhi Leonard missed were like towards the end of the season. They would just like sit him for a game, to, just like to rest. Like, I don't think Kawhi Leonard was really, like, struggling with yeah. injuries last season. They just wanted to, like, give him some time off. So, like, yeah. don't you think that to some extent, like, those 15 games you're talking about, like, couldn't you just place eight of them on, like, guaranteed wins? First of all, there are, like, five teams in the league that you can guarantee a win against. Like, only five. Like, Knicks, Suns, Cavs. I would, but I would also argue that you could send that to like I said Wizards last episode. Hornets. I'm pretty confident when like the Wizards are, are going to win like 30 games. Like, there's <laughs> I mean, there's a little bit there's a little bit more than that, and like even if it's not like a total guaranteed win, like you can walk in thinking like okay we got this. There's a couple more teams that are like we're 75 percent sure we're going to win, not <laughs> not like 98. You know, like I think you can extend okay, that a little I bit. I understand right? that point. I do. Um... Like, for example, like, even if you played against, like, a team like the Chicago Bulls. Like, I have the Chicago Bulls as the 10 seed in the East. The Clippers should feel pretty, pretty confident walking into Chicago that they're going to win. Not that it's a free win, but that if they sat Kawhi Leonard and still played Paul George, that they, like, there's a good chance they win that game, I think. Yeah. So, like, when you really think about that, like, I think there's more, more teams in that. But, I don't know. So... You said your entire list, right? Yes. We did Do not say feel? our 10 seeds. Okay. My, yes. I have a hella controversial 10 seed. Okay, go for it. I have the OKC Thunder. Because just, this is more just like me being like cynical and just oh. like being super like literal because we all know that like the Thunder are probably going to trade away Chris Paul and maybe Danilo Gallinari. But yeah. I kind of just like have a grudge against the Mavericks because, <laughs> because. The Mavericks are my 10 seed. Because like. I'm mad at Chris Hasperzingis for leaving, even though it's not, <laughs> even though it's not super his fault. Yeah, but I, I don't know. I just think like on paper, the Thunder are a better team than the Mavericks. I think they have like, I don't know. They they just have like a history of winning. They have guys who can win, whereas like the Mavericks, like okay, they have like Maxi Kleber as their like third, <laughs> as like third best player or something. Like okay, I kind of made a face at you when you said the Thunder, but like now that I think about it, they have. Chris Ball, Danilo Gallinari, Shea Gillis-Alexander, Steven Adams. Like, that's not a bad team. Yeah, that's not. 
if, maybe Andre that... Robichon will be healthy for the first time in three years because like maybe <laughs> like Rachel to me to like finally breaks up with him or something. I, did like, she already? Loki, I like, think she might have already. Wait, did she? No, she, I, no she, I don't think she did. Maybe but, not. But anyway, like, I have a theory that, like, as soon as he started re- dating Rachel Dabina, he just, like, hasn't played another NBA game since it's been a thing. Conspiracy theory. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, um, yeah, I mean, I guess I don't hate the Thunder at 10, but uh, I'm going to still stick with my Mavericks over them. Um, I, I have confidence in Chris Steffs. He's my boy. Yeah. He's going to come back. He's going to be... He's going to play a strong season. Um, even if he misses the first handful of games uh i think he and luca yeah they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna be something special maybe not this year but they're gonna show some flashes this year and those are gonna be those flashes are gonna be enough for them to yeah. be the 10 seed i think in my opinion. everyone's gonna be competitive i have like kings at nine thunder at 10 and then my three other knockoffs are like the mavericks the t wolves and the pelicans i think carl anthony towns is single-handedly gonna bring this timberwolves team like 36 wins like 37 wins and, and what's really interesting about like all those teams that you mentioned like it wouldn't be the craziest thing in the world i can't say i'd be totally surprised if the timberwolves came out and were the seventh seed and i don't even have them in my top 10 yeah i agree like that is what's really yeah. interesting about the west um and so like more than anything like, like we they have, have 13 listed, teams that can make the playoffs we just listed you know our top 10 teams in the, in the western conference in terms of like how many wins you think they're gonna have and I don't think we agree on anything. <laughs> and yeah, and it's going to be like, it is going to be really interesting. Like, Wait, who was your seventh seed? Was it the Trailblazers? No, it was the Warriors. It was the Warriors. We didn't, yeah, we didn't agree. We, did, we didn't agree on a single spot on our list, <laughs> except no, for the Jazz, Jazz at three. Jazz. Except All right. for the Jazz at three. Let's run through our list one more time. Starting from the bottom? I think we start from the top. Okay, I think sure. make logically yeah. more sense. One Clippers, two Nuggets, three Jazz, four Rockets, five Lakers, six Trailblazers, seven Warriors, eight Kings, nine Spurs, ten Mavericks. And mine is one Lakers, two Clippers, three Jazz, four Warriors, five Rockets, six Nuggets, seven Trailblazers, eight Spurs, nine Kings, and ten Oklahoma City Thunder. Wow. Very different (laughs) lists. (laughs) Very different lists from Connor and Connor. Let us know, because they were so different, which one you agree with down in the comments Am I bugging? Below. He was acting like I've, I was bugging the whole episode. I, so I, don't, I don't know. know. We're probably both bugging, to be honest with you. Probably neither of us are anywhere yeah, close like to right. None of them agree with us like, at I all. I don't know. So, uh, so, so hit us up on Twitter. Tweet at us. and hit, Drop a comment on our Instagram, on our YouTube, whatever. Let us know who you agree with. Um, which one of us, like, which one of our rankings was right. Like, are the Warriors going to be the seventh seed or are they going to be the fourth seed? Like, come let us know what you think. Um, we want to hear more of your opinions. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Thanks for listening to this episode of Space the Floor. Uh, like and subscribe if you're listening on YouTube. Leave us a rating on Apple Podcasts. And thanks for watching. All right. Peace. Peace.